and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager. For the year winner. And um, this is Rob Johnson. I can't even introduce myself anymore. No, I've, I've just told, taken over your role completely, you, haven't I? <laughs> there's really not much left for me to do now, is there? Uh, it's your <laughs> yeah, floor of the yeah. year. I heard the music, too. As soon as you said floor of the year, yeah. I heard the music. Well, last time I got mad at you because you spoke longer than you ever have so uh, yeah. I, yeah i know yeah so now i'm so now i'm taking intros away from you all together i i heard that uh, you were looking for a replacement for me that's I, just I a rumor in the company absolutely not i was not looking for replacement i said i could and do I'm it Rob johnson from bona training how we doing rob pretty good wayne how are you today i'm wonderful we have a special guest guest uh, uh appearance with us today we're going to talk to Mike Betts. Mike Betts owns All-American Hardwood out of Nashville, Tennessee, one of the hottest places in the country right now. Uh, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, sir. Living the good. dream. Good to have you on. Living the LTD. There you go. Living the dream. Well, Mike, I'm going to tell us a little bit about your background. And, and uh, before you do, I'm going to tell everybody why I wanted to have Mike on. Um, I met Mike about seven years ago in, in um Nashville, he does a lot of really high-end homes and what have you. And every time I talked to him, I felt like I was talking to Zig Ziglar. I learned I learned something every time I talked to him. So I thought, man, this guy this guy has got a lot of knowledge here we can talk talk about. So Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background before you get started? Okay, uh, didn't grow up in the business. Got out of college, coached college football for a while. Worked for a couple of Fortune 500 companies. Grew up in Detroit in the repo business and was a private investigator, private investigator at one time. And buddy of mine owned a carpet store and I went to lunch one day and he asked me about getting in the hardwood flooring business. And I told him I'd check it out and decided I'd give it a shot and kept working my other jobs and went to a four-day school and went to work. What did you run a 40-year in in high school? <laughs> Uh, the best the pros have me is about a four five two. Yeah, you uh, you had a pretty uh, you had a hell of a high school football career. A defensive back. Yeah, that, that was in college. I was okay. running back in high school. I'll be darned. Yeah, being in the hardwood flooring business, being fast is a benefit in case you got to get away. <laughs> well, Mike, Mike, you've been in the, how long? You've been in the national market. Uh, thirty one years. I uh, suspect you've seen uh, a few changes over the last few years. Well, you know, we talked about that, and I have seen a lot of things change. And part of the change, I think, is that I've changed of how I uh, went into business because I learned by trial and error for the first 25 years. And then finally, I started to model and read and get a little bit sharper with things and realizing what business I was really in. Which is, the I'm I, I'm actually in the people business. I just do hardwood floors. Yep, yep. You um, you have an interesting uh, take on on how you do business, and um, uh, one of the things we talk about quite often is your market and, and how do you know your price right for the market and and what have you. And um, uh, so maybe we can talk a little bit about that, Mike. Okay. Uh, as far as pricing in the market. You're always guessing low. You're worried about everybody else. And 
I always looked at a floor. I said, okay, if myself and XYZ company are bidding on a job and our work is equal or the same, what's going to be the difference? That's going to be the person selling the job and talking to the people. And trust is a new currency. It's been around for about 10 years. So in a 20 to 30 minute to 45 minute meeting with the client, you've got to gain their trust and make them want to do business with you. And you just got to find out how to connect. And like I said, if I'm going into someone's house, ideally I want to walk through the garage, into the kitchen. And if I can get into an office or something, I want to go through those areas. In the garage, I'm going to find out what kind of hobbies they have. In the house, if they got another bid, a business card is going to be sitting on the counter. And the office is going to be the books and what he's interested in. And what I'm trying to do is find something that I'm interested in and he's interested in and try to connect on a personal level. And just like I said, living the dream. When someone asks me, how's my day going? I always say living the dream. I have clients that have been with me 10 years and they'll call me back and I haven't heard from them in eight years. Hey, Mike, you're still living the dream? Always. Uh, I just try to connect with people and make them want to do business with you and let them know that I care about what they're doing. And I, w I want the job, but I also want the job they're going to refer me to. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've said before, if, if I get the job from someone and, and the job is successful and they pay me and everything, and, and, uh, but I don't get a referral off of that job, then in my mind, that job's a bust. I mean, we, we, we do these jobs for the referrals. Well, the, the first question I asked somebody when they called me, wanted me to come look at it is, how did you hear about me? Uh, I don't do social media. I don't advertise. I have a website that doesn't have a phone number connected to it. Uh, if, they, if they want to try to find my phone number, they can. But I, I'm sending people to the website just to look at the pictures and my referrals and some of the stuff that we've done. So I'm basically chasing people right now. But after 31 years, I got a lot of people out there that I've worked for. So uh, most of my stuff is, is referral work. So it's interesting because in this day and age of social media, where people can't get enough out, out there uh, about their business, and they're like constantly trying to get more content out, trying to get more likes and trying to get more hits and, and trying to get more people coming to their site. You, you, you don't care in a slice about that. You don't have, you have zero pretty much. Um, not, at, not at all. Yeah. I, I have, I have, I don't have zero. I got 2%, but, uh, you know, most of the people, what I learned a long time ago is I, I love to sell one person, but I'd rather sell people than influence other people. Uh, I do real estate meetings and stuff like that. And once I get into a real estate meeting, I'm going to get 20 or 30 real estate agents. And what I try to do is educate them. And then I'm their go-to guy when there's a problem or there's a new house or something. And uh, I just like somebody to refer me. On referrals, I close 90%. On non-referrals, about 55%, just a little over half. But about 90% of what I get are all referral calls. What do you mean real estate meetings? You belong to uh, no. If you got to an association, no. There is a. Whenever I got a real estate agent out there with me, I ask her who she works for or him, and they tell me. I say, 
get me into one of your Tuesday morning meetings. Because every Tuesday morning they have a meeting and someone comes in and they do continuing education. And the first one I got five, 15, 20 years ago uh, was actually drying a house out that had gotten wet. We were doing restoration, then refinishing the floors. I said, get me into one of your meetings. So they had me scheduled for a Thursday and or Tuesday morning, like five or six weeks from when we talked. Well, all of a sudden, Monday evening at six o'clock, I get a call said, hey, can you do our meeting tomorrow morning at seven? Uh, of course, like a knucklehead, I said, sure. So I, I get my assistant, we go get some muffins and coffee and grab a couple pieces of hardwood and I get up in front of some people with five bullet points and start talking. Well, I talked for about 20 minutes and I was in there for an hour and a half. They started asking questions and I just started answering them. You know, I said, you know, real estate people, you guys are looking at floors wrong. That If you say engineered or pre-finished, people think it's bad. I said, every hardwood floor has an advantage. It could be price, could be look, could be sanibility. So once I got into those, now those people now have pushed me on to interior decorators and, and other people like that. So you've, you've done, I know, and I, don't, I know you don't talk about who your clients are, but I know that you work for like a who's who in the country music industry. And, and I don't want to put you on the spot if you have any ends, but Rob does a hell of a, a Jack, or, uh, Jack Daniels, uh, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Daniels with Jack. After a few Jack Daniels, he does a pretty good Charlie Daniels. I can't drink Jack Daniels anymore. I became allergic to it when I'm back in high school. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I get, yeah. Final well, when I drink it. Rob's written a song or two, and I thought maybe you have some kind of pull. You, you know, they, maybe you could get them an in somewhere. Oh, I got, I'm sure if you'll give me a demo tape or something, I can, I can get somebody to listen to it. It's on the way. <laughs> okay, good. I, so, I didn't know you had that much pull, Mike. I, I'd have been a lot nicer to you. I don't. I don't have a lot of pull. I got a lot of people in Nashville pull that they think I'm the best in town. <laughs> and uh, like I always tell them, we got a little town outside of Nashville called Smyrna. And I said, well, I might be the best in town, but that's like saying I'm the tallest building in Smyrna. It's true, <laughs> but it's not a great accomplishment. Uh, we got a mom and pop market and it's getting better. Uh, it's growing fast. Uh, you know, and the biggest thing is it's changing so fast it's harder for a lot of people to, to keep up and uh, all the different finishes. Bone has been a blessing for us because that's, that's about all I use. And, uh, but like I say, it's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's changing and it's hard to keep up for some people. I always want to keep up. I, I never want to not change because change is, is inevitable. It's going to happen. And you either know what they're talking about, do what they want, or they're going to move on to somebody else. Well, you, you've said something before, and I'm talking, like anybody else that has a business, you wear a lot of hats, right? I mean, you have to go buy jobs and make sure jobs are on time and on schedule and all these different things. And, you know, so you've got a, probably 10 different hats you wear at least. But you're, you excel at, at selling your jobs. You've got a lot of knowledge. It comes through. You're very genuine. You've been around a long time. You know your way around a, a, a bet, an estimate is good or better than anybody. So it occurred to me, and we talked about this before, is that 
when you're doing other things, when you're on job sites, walking a job, you know, with your guys or you're out on a job and, you know, seeing how the guys are doing, you're losing money. Right. I mean, yeah. a business owner, you make your money if you're out selling. If, I, if I'm in front of a client. Yes, sir. So that's uh, how do you delegate when, when that's the case? Because, you know, I'm a control freak. And part of my thing is I want to be on, I want to make sure, even though I trust my guys, I don't, you know, I want to be on, on jobs, seeing exactly what we're doing. I want to be in the job myself. I mean, I installed myself as, as well as running the company and I stand in whatever, but that's not where you make your money as an owner. If, if, you know, with the skill set that you have, especially, I mean, you're a very accomplished salesman. So how do you, how do you uh, juggle that? Well, you, you got to trust your people and, it's just like I tell my guys, the only things that's important on a hardwood floor after you said the work site is, is okay to work with uh, are the edges. All of our problems are gonna be on the edges. The middle is easy to do. It's how do I transition to tile? How do I transition to carpet? How do I stain this room out? And we got another big door and we gotta come back and then start staining over here. Uh, you just delegate and my guys have been with me long enough i got three or four guys with me 18 to 25 years and they know they know what's expected it's not hard you just got to get in the process and over the years i've made enough mistakes that if we follow the process and just work out it usually takes care of itself uh, so as far as knowing what to do it's pretty simple once you give a green light to the job site as far as installing, as far as moisture and whether it's level or not. And on the sand and finish, as long as you got power, you realize what you're doing and people using the right grits of sandpaper and coating and getting the right coverages. Uh, just get out of the way and let your guys make money for themselves and for the company. Uh, I made mistakes. I got, I got to let my people make some mistakes. I just don't want to be big mistakes. Yeah, I, 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 it's like I tell my guys is that fellas, if we're going to fail on this job, I want to fail fast. I don't want to work three weeks on a job and get done and realize we failed. I want to find out in the first three days of everything we're doing is going to work. Well, you do a lot of custom stuff. You do a really lot of custom stain work. And I know you do with a lot of hand scrapes and, and, and um, uh, you see in the more what, what what trends are you seeing more in in Nashville? I mean, when I first came to Nashville uh, seven years ago, mm -hmm. if you look at the what the guys were installing, you look in the warehouse, everything was two and a quarter inch strip. Yeah, it's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, right now four inch character grade or number one is big. Uh, European oak is big right now. Uh, the wider the better. Uh, a lot of the Natural seal and Nordic seals combined, that, that's big. Uh, classic seal, I'm, I'm still seeing some classic seals. In fact, I'm doing one tomorrow that we're, we're setting up, look at classic seal. Uh, biggest thing is we've went from dark to light. And when you change dark to light, uh, that actually creates a whole nother set of problems that you're used to not having with a dark floor. Dark floors, you can have little shrinkage if you put a floor in and it's 11% and then they got gas heat and it shrinks a little bit. On a dark floor, when you get a little crack or on a girder, you get a bigger crack, it almost hides itself. On these light floors right now, oh Lord, you're in trouble. And don't think you can put 
new parquet in next to old parquet and go light on it. Trust me, that just cost me about seven grand uh, because we had to tear it all out and start over. But uh, you just live and learn and just keep going. And a lot of people, people are, there's a lot of good customers and great customers out there. It just depends how you treat them. If you care about them, they're going to care about you. Yeah. Yeah, I was in your office one time, and <laughs> I took a picture of that sign. That, and I told you this a million times. That is just the, my favorite sign. I gave that uh, picture to my son in Mike's office, Wayne. He has, and you probably saw it. He has a sign. It's a triangle, and the triangle says, "Good, fast, and cheap. Pick two. I, I have a lot of people. I said they want it good. And they want it fast, ain't gonna be cheap. Yeah. Uh, you know, and all of them work. The biggest thing is to make people understand that. You know, and just most of your problems come in what you don't ask before you start the job. Because hardwoods, hardwoods, finish is finished, subfloors are subfloors. If you don't get the expectation of your client right, I don't care what you do, it's not gonna be good. Well, and that's something we talk about a lot. The expectations are huge. Um, I think now, now more than ever, because there's more options than there were ever in the past. I think right now, there's more ways to sand the floor. There's, uh, I mean, there's more communication. There's more internets all over the place. The customers have access to all kinds of information. So, I mean, um, expectations are huge right now. Um, yeah. you're, in, you're, in, you're in somebody's home and you know how people are these days. I mean, everybody's... Uh, you know, everybody's got, you know, they're their own advocate. They have no problem telling you. And they're very, they can be very, uh, um, you know, that can be a rough conversation if them expectations aren't up front. Well, someone's got expectations. You got to bring them down and get them to reasonable. Or if they don't, bid it real high and hope somebody else gets it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with getting the job done the, the second time around, is there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so over the last, uh, what, what, tell, tell me something that you've that over the last ten years that's that's really that that's that's changed in the industry that um, in in your market because your market is just blown up, absolutely blown up in Nashville right now. And then and and then give me give me some a rule that maybe you never break in business that you've learned over the years. Um. Okay, I'm going to give you what's changed. The biggest change in our market, and it has to do with sand and finish. We got away from oil bases. That, that used to be about 95% of the business. I think I was the first person in Nashville to start using water base regularly. And everything used to be semi-gloss or gloss. You used to have to flood fill. Everything had to be perfect. They wanted to look across and it looked like a piece of furniture. And then water base came along and uh, satin and matte. I mean, satin and matte, easy to coat. You, you wanna see how good you can coat? Go do a water base gloss or water base semi-gloss. You see everything. Uh, the hand scrape floors, that, that was a gift from God right there because now everybody, they're used to seeing a little bit you you can have some dish out and say well i'm, I'm not even going to charge you for that but no I'm, I'm kidding on that but i'm saying what people the expectations have changed 
Uh, it's not as much high-end polished furniture looking floors. It's a lot more, uh, a lot less sheen. Uh, we get some, you know, get textures now. We have wire brush floors and stuff like that. Uh, it's actually made it a lot easier on coating for us and doing things. And the other thing that, you know, when I first got in the business, I think we were charging $2 to sand and finish and somebody wanted a water pop, it was a dollar extra. I water pop everything. Water pop, it just makes it easier. The clients like it and uh, it, it makes a better job and it lets me not be as detailed. I don't have to sand the job perfect. You can have a little buffer scratch in there. Water pop takes care of it. Uh, people love it. I mean, now it's kind of funny. I get a job and they, people say they don't want a water pop. My guys are all ducking their head and hoping they don't get that job. <laughs> well, you, you have a big, uh, you've got a big warehouse that's attached to your, uh, to your uh, building. And I've seen you guys do a lot of mock-ups when you're getting ready to do a big custom job. Uh, you put a lot of thought into these things, man, because I, before you bring it onto a custom job site, I've seen you put down boards and look at colors and, and play with different things and the knot holes and how you're going to fill them. And I mean, you, you, uh, you, you spent a, a lot of time up front making sure you got everything right before you get it onto the job site. And uh, I've, always, I've, I've come in there and seen you late at night, early in the morning, working on these things, trying to get them dialed in using different techniques. And um, so I knew when I when I came across you that uh, you uh, you live and breathe this man. You really take this to heart. So uh, it's, it's no wonder you have the reputation that you do. Well, it's uh, I actually care about my customers. And I tell my guys, I said, fellas, there's one thing that we can do that will make us successful: care. Just care about what your customers are doing. Treat your customers like their family. Um, Never argue with, well, you ask what a rule, never argue with the customer. Yeah. I will try to educate, but if I'm going to argue and they owe me money, I learned in fifth grade when I was arguing with my parents about my allowance. I got sent to my room for two weeks and didn't get any allowance. So never argue with the person that's going to pay you. Uh, but as far as just care about them, do things and anything you do, be sure you can defend it. Yeah. And as long as you do that, you're going to be all right. But I mean, I, I'm going to give you an example of just talking to people. I had a lady just moved here yesterday from Washington, D.C. And they're in a big fat house, 3.2 million. And we're just going in and scrubbing and redoing the floors. Well, she gets my name from interior decorator, which I supposedly know but I, I can't remember, but they said we were supposed to be the best. So we go in there and do all this. And I, talk, I talked to him on the phone twice and had one Zoom meeting with him, which this is my second Zoom meeting ever. And uh, I talked to the girl and her husband, they come in, I go over to meet them and told them I was gonna bring a cleaning kit over and just look at everything. And, you know, she's from Washington, DC. She grew up in Washington, DC. Nicest lady in the world. Husband, nicest. Kids were great. And I told her, this was yesterday. She paid me. And she tried to pay me an extra thousand. I had to correct her. I said, no, no, no. Well, you just told me this amount. But if you want to give that to me, I'll take it. 
But when we get done, I say, if you got any problem with knowing work, what cleaners to go, where to go to get a car worked on or anything, just call me and just let me know. Yeah. She calls me today wanting to know what kind of vacuum cleaner they should buy because theirs just quit. And I got lucky and I'd, I'd had a couple and had just bought some for my house in the last six or eight months. And I told her, which I thought was the best one. I saw a lot of my clients with it and I really liked it. I said, it's expensive. It's like $700, but the only time you regret it is when you pay for it. Cause both of mine have been great. I got a lady from out of town calling me about buying a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. That lady, that lady remembers my name and she's going to pass it on to somebody. And you know what it cost me? Just being nice. Yeah. And doing what I said I was going to do. Well, you started at the beginning of this show talking about trust. And, um, and that, that's what it all comes down to. Um, you also said something interesting to me one time that your guys should introduce themselves when they come into a job. So they're not just some guy who happens to be on a job. Can you explain that? What do you mean by that? Well, it's like I tell my guys, you know, over the years, I would get people when the install guys or Santa finish guys would do something wrong. I'd have a client call me and say, hey, your, your install guys left this or your Santa finish guys left this. And after a little while, I got to thinking, I said, fellas, no one's ever called in here and used somebody by name. No one's ever called and said, hey, Brad did this or David did this or Corey did this. I said, be sure they know your name because only 5% of the people will complain about mediocre work. The bad thing about that is every time I get one, that means there are 19 others that wanted to say something. But when my guys become people and personalities and talk to them and pull the garbage can up when they pull in and act like they care and do a good job, no one ever calls and says anything, unless it's something bad. If something breaks, they're going to come but I never get a call. I said, when you go in, fellas, be sure they know their name. Talk to them. If they got a UT sign on the wall and you, we've been, you go to UT or something, talk to them. Just make them a person so it makes you a person. And uh, that has always served us well. You know, to, to illustrate that, and, uh, and you know, a lot of people don't tip the, the maids that come in and clean, clean the room or house clean that cleans the room in the hotel. Rob and I stay in hotels all the time. We talk about this. I tip the house the, the, the housekeepers and Rob does too. Most people don't. But I think most people don't because they don't know. It's like a nameless, faceless person comes in there and cleans your room. But if you knew it was Linda that had three kids, you know what I mean? And that was more personal. I think more people would, would tip the uh, the the waiter the waiters the the uh, the housekeeping, so I, there, I think that's a very valid point. If you're just some floor guy that comes there and they don't really they're just some guy that comes in or whatever they don't know anything about you whatever. Not that here's the other thing too. Don't get me wrong, I don't want my guys in in depth conversations. We're there to work. Yeah, and we also I don't want them. You know I've said before that we are perceived to be experts in this one box, this little box right here called hardwood floors. If we start getting outside that box there's a chance of getting into trouble. You know, there's conversations that come up that maybe you don't want to, you don't belong in, but, but to know your name and that you care. And this is, you know, I mean, I think it does make it more personal and, um, and it does go a long way. And what it, all it really does is it puts more things on your side of the equation. 
if there happens to be a miscommunication or something or expectations, if, if it's just one more thing that you put on your side of the equation when it comes down to it, if you know what I mean, at the end of the job, whether it's they're going to be pleased with the job or not pleased with the job. So I, I know I know a guy I, that was a pretty average floor guy. His, his work wasn't really that that really top notch, but everybody loved the guy. You know what I mean? He was so nice and, and, and engaging and, and, and human and caring and everything that I think he probably got paid on a lot of jobs that he would have struggled with if he had a different personality. So I, I do think there's a lot to that, Mike. Did you talk to a bunch of my customers? <laughs> Is that where you got that from? I was, I was, I was like kind of going like this, you know. Yeah, I, that guy. I, that that kind of. Yeah. The guy, the guy in the middle. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. That's been the story of my life. That's how I got through school, too. Yeah. A lot to be he's, said for that. He sits there like a bump in a log, but what a sweet kid. But he's harmless. Yeah. Mike, something's burning me up. You said you're a private investigator, and everybody knows that I'm I'm a policeman at heart. I gotta hear what I gotta hear a little bit more of the private investigating. Uh let's see. Bad marriages, is that what you're going for, or was it yeah, more? I, I, had, I had bad marriages. I had work comp cases. and uh, Oh, I, catching people. Yeah, let's put it like this. One of the best ones I had, had a guy was on full disability. Uh, I got him in his garage, working on his car, putting a motor in it, and we're shooting him from down the street. He's moving the motor and lifting everything, and... <laughs> A few minutes, he goes out to the mailbox after the mail runs and gets his disability check. And he's jumping up and down. And I'm going, what a knucklehead. But uh, yeah, I've been, I've, I've done marriages. I've been shot at a couple times. Try, some people try to put me in a trunk. <laughs> but it's, it's all good. It, it, you know, that, those, those, those are good reference points in life. When things are going bad, at least he doesn't have a gun on me and a trunk open. I'm good. Yeah, yeah I say uh, I say that about, well, at least I'm not scraping under a radiator, but that's even better. At least I'm not. Oh, you, so no, now you're going to no. bring up the maple floors where you had to scrape under that radiator and set all those nails? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you, 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 you undercover guys, you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't follow a guy out in a bass boat out into a lake, would you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't be that low, would you? No, I wouldn't. I would get somebody else. But yeah. Okay. All right. No. Well, there goes that. No, there, no. Goes my, my, there goes my. plan one B. My friends, one of my friends got into it, and uh, when she got divorced, they actually did a movie about her on Lifetime about ten years ago, and I kind of got hooked up with her and started doing it. It wasn't bad. I was back in the repo business and doing that. That's what I was doing when I started the hardwood floor business. I would do that through the week, then get up Friday afternoon, go work too late, then work, go work on Saturday till one or two in the morning on Sunday, and then go back and do that. I did that for about a year, and then I did the hardwood floors. Uh, and I had I had a two week a two year period. I worked every day, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I'd work for five or six hours, uh, but. That's, that's just what you had to do back then. You, you know, I've said, okay, I'm not, I'm not smarter than anybody, so I got to outwork everybody. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. I mean, compared to when you first started off doing floors, what, 
to now how how healthy is the market now i mean is it easier to do in floors now is it a better better life doing floors now uh, or was it years ago back when you started no it's it it's better now i mean i remember we got into the market i think only eight or nine percent of the floor surfaces were hardwood and now i i'm not sure where we're at but it keeps going up uh houses are getting bigger i'm i'm lucky i'm i'm in a market I got a 20 mile by 30 mile swath of cities that half the houses are over a million dollars. And now a million dollars is not that big of a house in Nashville right now. Well, but uh, there's, there's a lot more, more people understanding and more people want some. I love, I love people when I get in their interior decorator and we do a trendy color or a trendy finish. I said, man, I love you guys. Why that? I said, because normally I revisit my clients every 12 to 15 years. This is trendy. I'm going to be back in five because you guys got the money to redo this. Yep. Uh, but it, it's it, it, selling hardwood floors, meaning this business is great. I, it's like playing golf. It's, it's a game and you're dealing with people. I love the people I meet. I love the places I get to go work and I love to get done at the end and look at a job and say, man, this is great. Or for somebody else to tell you that you did a great job. And I said, well, my guys did a great job. I just sold you. Mm -hmm. uh, the hardest thing about the market right now is there, there's no labor. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my labor now is foreign labor and I sell about a lot of stuff, but those guys can do the work. You just got to, head them in the right direction now well, let, me, let me let me give you my last question for you then when it's all said and done and you've done your last floor job uh what do you want them to remember you by uh, that i did what i said i was going to do because that's one of the biggest things that i see in my business is Someone tells somebody they're going to be someplace and then, hey, man, my truck broke down or my brother had to go to the hospital. I said, fellas, this is a business, your personal life. If you got a truck that's going to break down, you need to go rent a van like I did. Mm -hmm. And I had a, one big job about 10, 12 years ago. We finished on a Friday and all of a sudden the people came in and they said, well, they're supposed to be Brazilian cherry in this office. And we're opening on Tuesday and we're on television on Tuesday. I said, there was no Brazilian cherry in town. We got in a truck. I got somebody at the mill. We drove to North Carolina, paid the guy $200, come in on a Saturday, load 300 feet of wood up, got back, put it in, and we opened. I did what I said I was going to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, it gets back to the, uh, again, the, the, the theme of trust. You know, your, your name is on those jobs, and, and that's why you don't advertise, and that's why you don't have, you don't do a lot of social media. And, um, so yeah, man, Mike, it's been great talking to you. Uh, if you can, if you can work in that that plug for Rob Johnson on that on that country music theme, I really think he's got a hit. Um, he's had a sad life. Well, you know what? I think Rob. I tell you what, I'll give you a title, and you kind of get the words because I've worked on this title. All right. I'm I'm going to get a circle drive, so I can drive around and wave goodbye. That's that's all I got. That's a hit. There you I'm go. I'm going to get a circle drive. So I can drive around and wave goodbye. 
All right. So I'll put it to music. I, I, I'm going to work on that. Drive around. <laughs> I'll break out the mandolin. Say goodbye. All right, Mike. Hey, Mike, I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I know you're busy. So for you to take the time means a lot to us. And I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Hey, Wayne, I got to tell everybody one thing. I have a lot yeah. of people say, why do I use Bona Water Base? And I have to tell a lot of people, listen, I don't put the most expensive finish on your floor for my benefit. And that's how much I believe in it. I say, this probably cost me some jobs. But if you want to take care of your floors, this is the product to use. And I'll expect my check next week uh, for saying that. No. Uh. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Mike. And it goes along with the quality that you sell. And that's why you're in these high-end homes, man. That's why you're working for the clientele that you work for. So, well, you know, what's great is when Rob comes in here and teaches, I learn everything I walk through when he's in there teaching something. Uh, it, it, it's amazing. You think you know everything and you know about, you, you know, most things, but there's some little details that save your life. And he, he's had a couple in there that really helped me out. So I, I know he hadn't talked much on this episode because I've been running my mouth, but he does a great job teaching because I've watched it. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I'm, t I'm, I'm going to take another nugget away from you. I, got I can't nugget. wait to use this one. The middles are easy when you're doing floors. The middles are easy. It's all that's about it. the edges. Oh, that's awesome. That's a nugget, man. That's gold. Okay. Well, just uh, if you patent that or whatever trademark it just be sure i get my 10 percent. we're good you got it brother all right and guys. uh and uh mike um the reason why he hasn't talked a lot because he went over his quota talking on the last episode oh yes so we had to pair him down this much <laughs> so uh mike we, we've done 100 episodes mike and i've talked maybe through four and my god wayne lost it on me the other day i i really right. thought i was getting the boot on this one so when is this going to air? Because I need to get my buddies in the car and be driving around so I can just turn this on. Oh, what is this? This is great. Well, if I if I lose the bet, we are going to air it. So <laughs> it'll probably be a week or two. We'll let you know. You're all good, guys. Thanks. Uh, until then, Mike, LTD, man. Leave yes, the sir. Be good. Take care. And this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. 